Good morning on a day after uh, the primary yesterday's June 6th, D-Day, 74 years uh, later. And uh, the big news that we're covering, two volcanoes going on right now. Uh, The volcano in Hawaii, uh, which has not gotten any better. It's gotten worse. No one has died. Guatemala, it's a whole different story. 72 people died, 190 are missing. It's the ash that has buried entire villages. It's a, it's a, this is a God awful tragedy. All right. Uh, let's move over to politics. Why? Because yesterday was, uh, the primaries, but I uh, usually no one gets excited about primaries and I did. I mean, I like politics, but for some reason I was more excited about this race and, uh, our, um, analyst, our expert in politics, uh, the one and only John Thomas, who runs uh, Thomas Partners, even though there are no partners. Just me. (laughs) Well, we have people, but yeah, there are no partners. And they all work for you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it ran a few people in there. And uh, what I want to do is, and he lost a couple of races, uh, but I was watching these races and it fell right in line with what you said would have happened and did happen. Let's start with the big one, and that is Via Ragosa, who spent more money than anybody else, uh, had labor behind him, and he lost, and I mean he lost. Oh, he lost our big. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about what happened. So uh, Antonio essentially ended up having a ceiling of the Latino vote. That's essentially where he ended up. All right, well, let, let me stop for a moment. This was the gubernatorial yeah, race. Right, right, right. Top so, two. Co- correct. Correct. Okay. And it was uh, Gavin Newsom was the top vote getter. We always knew that from, and he, from and, day one. And that he happened. He performed exactly as one would expect. Okay. Uh, and then the question was, can Antonio sneak into a, 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 because it's an open primary, meaning, you know, anybody can vote for anybody. Could Antonio sneak into a second place? And a lot of rich people thought he could, up to almost $30 million worth of spending on behalf of Antonio. That's a lot of money. So people were going, wow, just that level of spending. And there wasn't a Republican that was spending anywhere near that amount of money. Um, There were no Republicans up on TV, for instance, none. All right. So so usually a rule is if you spend that much money, you you should make it. You should make it. Yeah. It didn't happen with him. It didn't work because he never had a lane to find. And here's the challenge. Gavin, if you're an if you're an ultra left progressive, you're going with Newsom and you knew that out of the gate because Gavin is a fairly household name if you're an ultra left person. So. Gavin had a uh, we call it a floor, which is basically where you start uh, in the mid in the early 30s. OK, that's where Gavin, even if he hadn't spent a penny, would have been. He picked up a few points and he had this and he spent what I think like 15 million to get there. That was just kind of for good measure. OK, to have a good make sure you know, he had a good night. It's hilarious that 15 million dollars sort of. uh uh, you know, it's pretty good. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, well, I, that's stunning. It, it is, but it also, he got off, I would argue, for very little dollars in the scheme of things. He essentially won. It, the race is, is effectively over as of last night for Gavin Newsom, and I'll explain why with, with Cox. He won a governor's race for basically 15 million bucks in California. That's that's unbelievably inexpensive if you actually look at it. Of The next round, he doesn't have to spend $100 million. Probably has to spend 10 just for good measure again. But registration's there for him, and the partisans will line up, and that's probably about it. So the question was, could Antonio, another Democrat, get into the top two? 
And I could see in a smoke-filled room a year ago when consultants and a bunch of rich donors were sitting around going, aha, if we just spend enough and we're the only other person talking, we can control the electorate. We can get a smidgen of Republicans to vote for us. We can get moderate Democrats. And with the Latino turnout uh, at where we think it'll be, and they were estimating it would be anywhere from 18 to 23 percent. If it's there, all, all Tony has to do is find a couple extra points. And it's over. He's in the top two. If he gets into a top two, he'll get Republicans because Republicans aren't voting for Newsom and there and, and some moderate Dems. And there's the math. Antonio beats Gavin. That was a plausible strategy. I could see with one problem. The turnout models that Antonio's team had were so wrong. And we even saw it in a lot of the public polling. And Bill, we've talked about this on your show. I hate to say I predicted this outcome, and you too, did, but and you I did. did. Because Latino turnout is looking like every other boring midterm cycle before it. It was it was at basically 12 percent. Twelve. When you think about turnout, even though they represent 25 percent of the registered electorate. But if you look at how miserable 12 percent is, I mean, that for what you spend, Mm -hmm. not even for what you spend. I'm just talking about the franchise, the vote. Mm. I'm talking about the electorate. That's that's embarrassing. We're a democracy I mean, let's go back to the days of Saddam Hussein, who at least got 110% of the vote. <laughs> yeah, so what ended up happening was, and this is, a, it's, it's, a, it's a good instructive political science lesson, in the sense that we're going to talk about in a second how money is so important. And trust yeah, that'll me, be Bill, the next one. It is important, but what's exciting about campaigns, what I do, is money isn't everything. It's important to have, but it isn't everything. John Cox got into a a comfortable second position, and we saw this. Well, I called this two two months ago. Yeah, uh, but because the partisans, what I like to tell I like to tell my clients this too: partisans on both sides of the aisle, we have really sensitive sniffers for who the real Republican is or who the real Democrat is. And in a low information contest, which is what happened on the Republican side, it was low information. Republicans started sniffing out that Cox was the strongest, most Republican-y Republican, and Trump endorsing Cox in the final home stretch. That, kinda, do you think that's so what that, did it? that sealed the deal? And Travis but, Allen is as Trumpist as you can oh yeah. get. Oh, he and is. that didn't work. It didn't work. Cox, they just started. They had been softly wiggling. Republicans have been softly wiggling around Cox for months, um, and so I knew just given the rate. It was impossible for Antonio. And here's the other problem. Antonio's team was being too cute by half. On the one hand, they thought they could pluck off some Republican support, thinking, well, Antonio is pro-charter school. He's pro-Israel. He's uh, not. He's he's moderate. But on the but on the other hand, on Antonio's broadcast TV ads, he was talking about uh, being uh, supportive of Barack Obama, supporting illegal immigrants, how Trump how Trump is a now, bad thing. Is that the, is, is that uh, the uh, the simply uh, the insecurity? Well, number one of, of of going to where the issue is, or just bad polling and not doing what message is going to work, which you do all the time. Yeah, uh, it, it, it was bad polling because they assumed they would have probably eighteen percent to it. start. The big takeaway within the Antonio race, if I were advising him, is. You, no, well, there wasn't a lane for him, but but you can't have these minute targeted messages. You got to pick a big story and a big brand promise. You got to drive that all the way through and election they didn't day. Do that. And there just wasn't room for Antonio here. All right. And one other uh, question: Says he spent more money than anybody else. Uh, is it fair to say that 
people didn't vote for Antonio or went the other way simply because they just don't like the guy, much like Hillary Clinton. <laughs> just not likable. I'm not, Bill, I'm not sure. I, certainly in L.A., and the numbers will be fascinating to see, he probably didn't carry L.A. And that's a direct uh, repudiation of people not liking Antonio. I'm suspecting in areas like San Diego, Orange County, they didn't probably know him, but I can tell you at the very least, they weren't buying what he's selling, and he was selling himself, make no mistake about it. Got it. We're going to come back and go into some other races and talk about how important, how all-encompassing uh, the issue of money is. More so, I know it's a given. Yeah, you need money. Oh, no, no, no. It's way, well, way beyond that. And I also that. can tell you how Cox winning uh, might have saved the House of Representatives. All right, we're going to come back with all of that. Good stuff. With uh, John Thomas. In the meantime, the representative from California has the floor. On holiday. KFI handle here, and uh, good morning. Uh, big news: uh, the volcanoes uh, have gotten worse. Well, in Guatemala, it's uh, catastrophic, and in uh, Hawaii, it's just almost catastrophic no life lost but still if you had a house anywhere near there it's gone and then all the roads have been cut off uh you're you're just done you're just sitting there waiting for the lava to come over you it's a sci-fi film you're waiting for the attack of the lava people and they're just gonna just encompass you all right now or engulf you i think is a better way of uh, saying it uh john thomas is here and what we are doing is uh trying to figure out parsing what happened yesterday actually john doesn't have to figure it out knows exactly what happened and uh one of the things that uh we talk about and have is how important money is now that's sort of a given everybody understands that you need money to buy ads but uh, without money, I mean, money is even more important than anybody could even imagine as mm-hmm. we have talked. You want to talk about that? Right. It, it uh, just like in the last segment, it's it's not everything. You know, you, you saw with Meg Whitman, who spent, what, $150 million of her own dollars and another 30 she raised. It wasn't enough to get her over the hurdle. But you've got to have enough to be competitive to get your message out. And what's really challenging in a lot of these down ticket races these low, low information. What is it? What down? Describe down, down ticket, ticket would be you know anything uh, that's not at the, literally the top. So in in this case, it would be anything that's not the U.S. Senate or a governor's race. I would qualify as down ticket. So even you know lieutenant governor, even those statewide are down ticket. But then when you start going down to your member of Congress, your assembly member, your Nobody school cares. board member, I mean, no one knows your judicial race. Good grief! Yeah, you don't, no, yeah, I don't, you, even, you I don't, don't even vote. Know. And so, and so, a lot of people do just skip those races because they simply don't know. And those are those are low information races. Even these these so called high profile congressional races in Orange, where you know you saw people spending um, in the in the thirty ninth for Royce's seat, the 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 Democrat that won spent $5.7 million of his own money in a primary, which is crazy. It's still a low information contest. And so what money allows you to do is a couple things. One is you have to break through. You have to throttle voters across the head consistently with who you are and what your message is, especially in California's open primary, when like in that Royce seat, you had 17 candidates, okay, all saying vote for me at different levels. So in order to break through, you got to have a lot of money. Then on top of that, the compl- uh, the complication of 
you could have another candidate that is directly in your lane saying exactly what you were saying. So how do you navigate that? So it has to be attack ads at that well, point, right? Or depending upon the nature of the race, maybe it's just ignoring that guy and saying what you're going to say, but 10 times as loud. Which means more money. More money. More money. And then, so and, in, low, and, in, in low information races, what you're saying is basically money is everything. It, it is everything with the exception. I'll give you a good example. Um, in some of these congressionals, I told my clients, look, you don't, it would be great if you were the spending leader. That would be wonderful. We would comfortably cruise through this primary. But you don't have to be the spending leader, but you have to be in the same ballpark. You can't get outspent six to one and expect to survive. So here, I mean, essentially, here's what 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 happened. Uh, uh, we talked about this in the, in the 39th uh, with my client, Sean Nelson. He didn't prevail last night. Never lost an election. He's been a he was the mayor of Fullerton. He was two termed. Uh, county supervisor, which is a powerful position. He's run contested races before, but we got beat last night. What happened? Well, the Democratic Party in, in a bunch of these congressionals in orange was concerned that they were going to get shut out, meaning no Democrat was going to make it in the top two. And my guy, Sean Nelson, was polling in the top two. I mean, he was likely given, even though we were outraised by the, the, our, the lead Republican, Young Kim, more than two to one, almost three to one. We still, because we had a better message and a better candidate, we were probably either going to tie her or maybe even if it was just a fair fight, we would either tie her or be in a top two. So what is a fair fight? About the same. A, a, a fair fight means nobody's beating us up with negative. It was just she says what she's, she has Got to it. say and we say what we All have right. to so, say. Uh, and so the Democratic Party did the attack ads. Yeah, they spent $2 million against Fighting. Sean Nelson. And at that point, when you knew the kind of money that was being spent against Sean in the attack ads, did you know it was basically over? You never want to say never because it, these jungle primaries are just crazy in how they're orchestrating. But conventional wisdom says... If you're lead, if the Republican you're battling is outspending a two to one or three to one, which we were, and if you're getting pile drive almost six to one in negative, it's suffocating, Bill, because the reality of what voters who still aren't paying attention to this race, when they do walk in the ballot box, they may not know exactly why they're voting uh, for a person, but they know, well, maybe I don't have I haven't heard good things about Sean. All right. You know, what? I want to take a break and come back. Do one more segment because there's a few other things uh, that I want to cover politically. And, uh, you know, do a little survey here. Find out uh, who voted. And that's kind of important. We'll be right back uh, with, uh, with John Thomas and the rest of the crowd. This You're going to go fuck it with a thousand eyes and a good disguise. Hit him right between the eyes. Hit him right between the eyes. It is a uh, Wednesday, the day after the election, the primaries. Uh, big news. Uh, Kelly Sadler, uh, who said John McCain's opinion doesn't matter because he'll be dead anyways. Remember that? Well, she's dead now. Well, politically, at least. Finally, she's been tossed. Oh, my God. And then the volcanoes. Ugh. Horrible, both in Guatemala and in uh, Hawaii. All right. John Thomas is with us, and we are analyzing and parsing what happened uh, yesterday uh, during the primary. Uh, and John, uh, well, first of all, I want to do a quick survey. Uh, Jen, did you vote? I did. You did. Uh, Alex, did you vote? No. Oh, my. Oh, come Alex. on. You know when I wake up, I had a typical nap. Typical young no, person. No, that's it. It's typical young person. John, of course, you voted. 
Right? Twice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Twice. Okay. And I voted several <laughs> times, too. Uh, and John Ramirez, do you know what a vote is? Okay. He just wait, waggled his hand. I know. John, what? did you vote, by the way? I did. Oh, good for you. So that's uh, one out of the two of the very young people. Uh, and a friend of mine who uh, we went to vote at the same time. She has the same. Uh, matter of fact, my goddaughter uh, and I went ahead and voted at the same time. It was all a bunch of old people that were there. And I, that's what the electorate did look like, in fact. Yeah. I got to give John props. He actually texted me yesterday and said, where can I find Chris San Carlos Proposition Podcast? Oh, good. Because he wanted to be informed when he good went for to the polls. You're I talking appreciated about Ramirez. Yeah, Ramirez. Good for him. Good for you, John. You know what a proposition is? Okay, let's move on. You're so mean to I know, him. Right? All right. So, uh, John Thomas, let's look at, um, at the race yesterday. Any surprises? Um, there, there were a couple, a uh, couple moderate surprises. I, I, I want to focus for a second on the on the governor's race. The impact there. First of all, oh yes, you were going to say that it is significant that a Republican did get in the top two. And it's not so much because the Republicans going to win the governor's race. You could see Gavin when he was giving his speech last night. He knew he was the governor and waiting after after last night's results. He's going to be the next governor. But the significance of having a, a Republican in the top two is it's likely to save these critical Orange County uh, congressional seats that used to be in Republican hands. It will save them and likely keep them in Republican hands simply because if a Republican was not in the top two at the top of the ticket – we were modeling Republican turnout to be depressed by up to as much as three-point swing. A three-point swing in some of these Orange County seats would likely tilt it, the turnout model yeah. right into Democratic hands. All right, big question. This is across the country. Uh, were the Democrats, number one, able to swing the House, which I know they weren't, but how much were they not? How big of a hit did the Democrats take relative to taking over the House? Well— Democrats actually didn't have a bad night last night that, well, they didn't, they wanted a Dem on Dem nationally. They wanted a Dem on Dem at the top of the ticket, but they're still in the game. They were worried in these Orange County seats that they were going to get shut out, not even have a player on the table. It's going to be Republican on Republican. So they lived to fight another day, but they're fighting the larger trend, which is that generic ballot. It's the, you know, measuring the political wins. And right now it is a total, uh, Trump is not dragging down uh republicans in the same way that he was even two months ago so if the trends continue the the house will likely not flip um there still is going to be an unbelievable amount of money spent on these orange county seats because there's still no path for the democrats to flip the house without picking up some seats in orange so we're going to see come november tens of millions of dollars spent in these congressionals uh but look if you're trump you look at these results last night and you go, all right, um, I still – it's less, more than just a coin flip. Uh, I'd give a 60% odds that Trump and the Republicans hold the House as, after last night. All right. So uh, the question is Trump. Uh, at, uh, to a, a lot of uh, legislators and candidates, uh, Trump being a Republican, if there is a Republican, have hurt uh, their candidacy. Uh, or at least they want to, to distance themselves from Donald mm -hmm. Trump. Usually, uh, for example, uh, Democrats were all over Barack Obama. They couldn't get mm -hmm. close enough. I mean, they were snuggling up to him. Trump, not so much. Uh, what is the position of Trump's endorsement, being a Republican, that he's simply there as president? To the, the races. The answer is it depends. Uh, Donald Trump made John Cox. If it weren't for Trump... 
Cox might have had a softer second finish. So so uh, in in these races in Montana, uh, Texas, uh, you know, Trump will save Ted Cruz in Texas. Ted will be fine in his reelect because of Donald Trump. Uh, but in some of these more urban seats, it'll be fascinating, like in Orange County. You're going to see a lot of tap dancing going, well, I, I'm going to I, – I think that the ads will essentially say for the Republican candidates in Orange is, uh, while I, uh, I will have the courage to stand up to the president when he's wrong and I'll stand with him when he's right. They're going to try to s- straddle. The problem is that's a bit of a nuanced conversation. At the end of the day, I, my argument is Trump is the Republican Party, and if you're a Republican running for federal office, you can't run from the guy. So embrace him. Try to take the good with the bad um, and hang on. Okay. Uh, John Thomas. Uh, That's good. So next week uh, we'll get together on Friday or this week on Friday and we'll talk about nothing because all the news was today. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Well, I can tell you what candidates now are doing to scramble for November and they're working their tails off today. We're going to talk about that on Friday. Absolutely. All right.